So the big question is this. How does a powerful, high-achieving woman who's successful in every part of her life, except with men, dating, and relationships, meet, attract, and create that healthy relationship that lasts with the right man? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Barry Price, and welcome to Her Dating and Relationship Secrets. Secret 110, how to not get hurt again. It's a pretty important one. Nobody likes having their heart broken. But we don't really tend to notice the setup for why it happens. So the way to not get hurt again is going to be about this little story explaining how we set ourselves up to be hurt. I had a client who had many clients who very happily will announce to me that they've gotten engaged. And it's usually a result of a lot of growth work on their part, healing old fears and insecurities they may have had about men, changing their self-talk around men, and being able to tell the difference between healthy guys and unhealthy boys so they can make the right choices and then you know, hold those boundaries. But nonetheless, that moment where they announce that happy engagement, it's actually a very high-risk moment for their continued healing and journey into a healthy, loving, lasting relationship. And here's why. In the moment where we are celebrating that thing, if we get into elation, we are setting expectations. So as I went for a beautiful Sunday afternoon walk here in Venice today, I wanted to share with you exactly what that roller coaster looks like, where elation ends up in being hurt and heartbroken later. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be joyful. If you find out that you're going to be parents, if you get engaged, if you get a promotion at work, there's some satisfaction and joy in it. But it's the intensity of our joy that tells us a lot about whether we really, truly have complete faith and belief that we know love is there for us in our life, no matter what. We can't have a healthy relationship if we still have any fear or insecurity about whether the universe is really going to to ever let us have love or if we're going to end up alone. Think about it. In those moments when... You open the fridge and there's food in it. You don't go, oh my God, yes, there's food. Why? Well, you know there's food in there. It's no big deal. And no, I'm not comparing their food being in the fridge as being as big a life moment as getting engaged, having a baby, or, or various other things. But you'll notice that it's not just about the size of the event. It's about the size of the reaction relating to whether or not you expected it. We don't tend to high-five and celebrate when we manage to tie our shoes or say a sentence properly. Go to work and just kind of do the job we already know we know how to do. We tend to have that reaction, that, oh my God, that's unbelievable, that elation, that giddiness, that, oh God, thank God, finally, when it was an outcome that we thought was in doubt, when it's been super challenging. 
the lottery winner reaction. That tends to come from a whole lot of fear or wandering, dying of thirst in the desert, and then feeling like this ultimate relief, this surprise almost, this incredible blessing that a part of us was afraid and doubted we would ever get. Will I die alone? Do I really deserve love? Will it ever happen for me? What if I never? What if I don't? What if, what if, what if? Oh, thank God it's happened. That level of, of over elation and delight, it's apparent in the intensity of our energy, our reaction. Now, typically the, the clients that I've, I've worked with start where they're putting a ton of pressure on that because there's a lot of fear from past pain, being hurt in the past. And when they move towards that healthy relationship, that reaction is just kind of healthier. It's in that mid-range. It's like, I feel joy, but I'm not giddy about it. Right? You know, the difference between a kid when Disneyland opens and just being like, yeah, of course. This is beautiful. I'm so happy today. This is wonderful. It's a confirmation of the joy we share, which is where my current client is at right now. But she's done a lot of work to get to this point. And so many of the people I talk to about heartbreak have had this boom-bust relationship with your hopes, with, with love. Like this fear and loneliness that's very dark or sad if it's not working, if the guy's not great, or you're breaking up, or you just broke up, or you've been alone a long time, or dating disappointments, versus this elation, this almost over-positivity where it's distorting reality. Right? We're almost getting into a fantasy romance, like romance in a rush, sweep me off my feet, wow, oh, it's incredible, as opposed to it just being really great. So if you want to avoid being hurt, if you don't want to get your heart broke up again, then it really starts with noticing when you're getting high on your own supply of infatuation, fantasy, finally my ship has come in. Because that means it's resolving some tremendously missing need of yours. The person who is overjoyed at the lottery win, it's because I don't have enough money or I'm afraid I won't be rich. I don't feel wealthy already. This changes everything. Finally, I will have what I did not have and didn't think I'd ever have. So checking ourselves on the type of joy we're experiencing, there can actually be fear-based joy, where the elation is actually based on relief from our fear and insecurity. But that kind of momentary relief is a setup for unrealistic expectations in the marriage or whatever the thing is we're celebrating. I finally had a good date. He wants a second date. This hasn't happened to me in years. Fine, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the one. This is where we start to get ahead of ourselves. It's strange to say, but we don't just have to guard ourselves against fear and doubt. We want to be very conscious and aware when we're compensating for fear and doubt by really exaggerating our relief from it. If we're that overjoyed when something goes well, then what are we saying about our mood and our 
beliefs and our positivity when things don't look that way? What are we really telling ourselves then? If suddenly we feel that much better about our life because now we have a man, what does it say to our subconscious about what it means when we don't have that man? Or when we're not engaged or when we're not married or whatever the thing is, whatever the definition is for you of when you would be so thrilled that you would want to tell everybody as quickly as you can. Again, this isn't about don't celebrate. It's about the extremity of the emotional reaction we're having. I don't want you to get your heart broken. I don't want you to be hurt. You don't have to experience that. But that starts by creating a stable, secure, consistent base of love every day for yourself, regardless of outer circumstance, regardless of whether the guy swiped right on you or not on the online dating thing, regardless of whether the third date went well, regardless of outside people and choices dwelling in that place through those environments we work in to know, to know, of course I'm loved. Of course I, I know that I'm worthy of love and I feel loved. I don't feel lonely, I feel loved. And when that man wants to spend his life with me, it's a confirmation of that. Of course, this would happen. Not the arrogant, oh, of course you would want me. Although it is confidence. Yeah, of course we would share our lives. Of course there's love on the outside because there's love on the inside. It's not filling a hole that has felt empty for me. So, that's today's secret is how can you begin feeding those unmet or undermet needs that make a case that you would be so, so elated? I'd finally be happy if a man showed up, a man asked for my number, a man wanted to marry me, a man, a man, a man, a man. All the obsession about someone else providing our emotional happiness is so disempowering. That's loss of control right there. So what do you need from you today and how can you build that into your life? Giving it to yourself, receiving it from those around you already who may be trying to offer it to you so that you're not that starving person who's binging the food when you finally get your hands on it. So that you're not the emotional version of someone getting high because they're, they've been jonesing for it. They've been dying to get it. And they, oh, finally, right? We don't want that. We want you to experience some peace, some calm, some tranquility, and some, of course, feeling underneath love. You know, Anna and I have said in the past, when someone might say, oh, you know, oh you're so lucky to, to have Anna, or someone might say to her, oh, you're lucky to have met Barry. And both of us will say, you know, it's not luck. It's like, I don't feel like I've dated up. And she doesn't feel like she dated up to get me. Both of us were like, yeah, we, we're pretty great. We're not perfect, <laughs> plenty of stuff, you know, like anyone, we're imperfect human beings, but we have a lot of self-love. And so when we look at one another, it's, of course, we're a good match. Of course, this would be in our life. That is the level of self-love that lets you receive healthy love. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and also share this with anyone that you think it could help. Because I'm on a mission to help one million successful women have healthy, lasting relationships.